Hello and welcome to this Tech Blast episode, the series delivering 15 minute overviews of an issue in the lab and the solutions available to help you through it. I'm Annie Colson, editor at Biotechniques and the host of today's podcast. In this episode, supported by Zymo Research, we'll be discussing reproducibility and microbiomics and the benefits of databases that allow researchers to share their microbiome data. Our guest today is Raul Kano, Chief Scientific Officer at the BioCollective. Raul, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you very much. It's my pleasure. Thank you for asking. Okay, so firstly, to start us off, for anyone who hasn't listened to any of our previous episodes on reproducibility in microbiomics, please could you give us a quick overview of the reproducibility crisis? Yeah, well, microbiome research offers a great deal of opportunity in in understanding our health and disease and our environment and almost every other complex ecosystem in which we inhabit. Therefore, it's created a great deal of interest in the scientific community. And as such, there has been a very stochastic attempt to study the microbiome. And on top of that, the microbiome analysis itself is a complicated process. And all the information that we get is indirect information based on DNA data. So methodology is key. So differences in methodology, differences in the amount of reportability of the data that is offered can create uh, a crisis because, you know, two of the same experiment in two different laboratories could give completely opposite information. So re- really there is a very great interest in the community to develop standard methods. Not only that, but also uh, use metrics that can assure that the results that you're getting are reflective of what you're studying rather than just an artifact of technology. I think the scientific community is coming out, understand the fact that these are limiting factors and are taking significant measures to correct them and standardize the process of methodology and quality control. So labs across the globe are adopting and promoting the use of standards for microbiome research. And what are standards and why is their use important for microbiome data? Uh, Well, standards are not only important in microbiome data, uh, in any analytical process is required to have a point of reference to validate your methodology. Clinical chemistry, for example, uses known solutions and standards to to make sure that the machines are working properly. No difference in the microbiome. It's just a little more complicated because the subject matter is much more complex. Uh, So, you know, basically there are two different types of reference materials. One of the referred to mock communities, from my perspective, are high abundance, low diversity, metrics in solutions that are aqueous and do not reflect the composition of the microbiome that is being studied. These mock communities consist of you know, up to 100 different species of bacteria, commercially between 10 and 20 available, that have been fully characterized genomically. And therefore, the composition of that reference standard is known. Therefore, you could have ground truth associated with that. 
However, the actual abundance and matrix in which the study microbiome is found is not reflected by the mock community. And then there are the commercially available uh, microbiome reference standard, which is a zymobiomics fecal reference with true matrix, which is made from homogenized, pooled, actual human fecal samples. And therefore, they have not only high diversity, low abundance that one expects to see in a fecal microbiome, the matrix in which it is found is the same as the matrix of the fecal microbiome under study. Therefore, one can use this as a point of reference to validate the results with much, I believe, more reliability than you would use a mock community. On the other hand, because it's a fecal reference material, the uh, actual composition is not known. And therefore, this will require additional cooperative work to finally define the actual composition. So the use of these standards and these reference materials are generating large amounts of data from a common source material. How can labs share this data? You know, because the fecal reference is a real stool sample, it does not have to be defined composition. So the accuracy of characterization relies on the agreement of multiple data sets, as well as the collective efforts and collaboration of researchers. Let me add, I believe, uh, because uh, we just recently looked at that zymobiomics fecal reference material using long reads, and we were able to identify more than 150 species in which the full genome had been assembled to a single contig. So this will add a little more reliability to what you should expect in the microbiome because of the quality of the data. And that information is available now because not only short read analysis has been conducted with Illumina, but also the PAC biosystem is playing a very important role in defining the composition of the fecal reference material. Currently, there are a group of researchers adopting and promoting the use of standards for microbiome research. And I believe this is going to grow because it's very important. One of the major concerns is how to share large amounts of data generated from common materials. I think to that end, the Zymobiomics fecal reference database has been created for all users to contribute to download and compare data generated from this fecal reference material. Finally, I think that this Zymobiomics fecal reference database is a public platform that allows us to upload our next generation sequencing data so that the entire scientific community has a better access to it. And how does the Zymo fecal reference database, how does it compare to the NCBI microbial genome database? Okay, I think the magic word is metadata. Uh, metadata, you know, about the scientific experiments are essential for finding, retrieving, uh, reproducing data. And if, if you have uh, a repository that requires or at least encourages the metadata associated not only with the sample, but also with the methodology, which is key in resolving issues of reproducibility in microbiome data, it would be very, very useful. I I don't recall that the NCBI requires 
uh, specifically the introduction of metadata. But in, in any case, uh, I think that the of biomics, which is all encourages the use of metadata would certainly help in resolving some of those reproducibility issues and interlaboratory comparisons. So what is metadata? What's included in metadata? Well, you know, metadata is everything that is associated with the sample, sample collection, sample origin, uh, methodology, every aspect of the experimental design. All of these elements comprise the metadata and the more information that it is provided along with the genetic, you know, with the sequence data, much more reliable and much more comparable with the study B. How does the database enhance the use of the standard? Well, the idea really is to, to see this result of one common sample, homogeneous, stable sample, uh, in the hands of many researchers, and then tie it to the processing parameters of the sample, as well as the analytical uh, processes in the sample. So uh, it, it really affords a much clearer idea of composition and reproducibility under different sets of circumstances and methodologies. And I think more important, it allows for interlab and intralab and intrastudy comparisons. So uh, a database comprised of different approaches to evaluating the microbiome composition of a single homogeneous product generated from fecal homogenates, it would add a great deal to our understanding of what, first of all, what the reference materials composition is, and second, and just as important, what are the most important factors that influence in the microbiome composition based on methodology. And how is the database helping standardize microbiome research? Well, uh, this kind of information uh, will, first of all, will enlighten the scientific community on the methods that are more robust and the methodology that is more likely to produce results and especially in inter-laboratory comparisons. And therefore, you will have a better reliability on the outcome of the studies and actually allow you to solve important questions of health, disease, environmental impact. So finally, what are the benefits of sharing microbiome data? Why is it so important? Well, commonly available data sets promote transparency in microbiome research and allow researchers to replicate, corroborate, then scrutinize the results of others. The reuse of common data sets you know, by researchers then allows for calibration of different methods and protocols, help maybe create new bioinformatic tools and ask questions that have not been asked regarding microbiome composition or trends, depending upon the cohort that is being studied, new experiments and new experimental designs that will ultimately contribute to a better understanding of the microbiomes, their role in human health, disease, and the environment. 
So Raul, it's been great talking to you. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Oh, you're welcome. If you would like to find out more about standardising microbiome databases and standardising microbiome data, you can get more information from our InFocus on microbiome data on our website at www.biotechniques.com. Thank you for listening and goodbye.